Nick Oldershaw, welcome back. Thank you for having me back, buddy. Number two, yeah. second up. And, and uh, this time I have a good mic. I wish I had this mic when we did the first one. That would have been cool. Mm-hmm. But, you know, COVID got worse and you have your own podcast. You had to do it remote. I had to do it remote, dude. You had to do it remote. And, uh, yeah, and this is the, <laughs> I'm, I'm starting to call episodes the anniversary. So this is the 30th anniversary episode. Oh, hell yeah. Uh, that long. Know? Yeah. <laughs> wow. Feels good. <laughs> Feels really good. Feels great, dude. I'm stoked that you're a part of it. <laughs> the 30th anniversary episode. Yeah. Are there, is there like a red carpet for this thing? Are all the stars going to be here? Uh, I can mail you some pictures. That would be sad. <laughs> <laughs> I'll download some pictures, print them out, Hell mail yes. them, snail mail, mail them. Mail them to me, dude. Pictures of what? I love that. <laughs> just, <laughs> just pictures. Just momentous occasion pictures. No return address. Perfect. Yeah. Why, would I, I, why would I send them back? I mean, yeah, and if the mail... Male people can't send it back, then, uh, you know, they'll get to keep it. I'm all for it. Yeah. yeah. You know, with the mail, so, you know, Back to the Future, right? Uh-huh. When Doc Brown gives the post office mail from the 1800s, who yeah. was like, meet this kid in the middle of a rainstorm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I forgot about that. I wonder if you could actually do that. Definitely not, dude. Definitely not, dude. <laughs> the post office. Have you ever been inside of a post office? It sucks. Nobody there. Nobody there has like. <laughs> nobody there has the decorum to take the job that seriously, dude. Like, <laughs> there's no, no noble. There are no noble post office workers who are like, we need to. We need to deliver this centuries old letter. I mean, why? Why else would I have joined the post office? <laughs> Certainly not for the benefits. Yeah, you'd have to find, like, someone who really cares. I don't think it exists. Man, you know who, who would do it? Yeah. It would be unofficial, but uh, maybe, like, you could try your luck with, like, a grocery store bagger. Ow. Well, I don't know. A lot of them are pretty dedicated. Yeah, but okay. If it's if it's the scenario of you're like, it's going to take that letter. I guess it was less than 100, right? I guess it was like a little under 100 years. A little it was, under. It was the late, it was the late 18, because that movie takes place. He gets the letter in 1985 or whatever. I think what, when he was in the Old West, it was like the 1890s, like mid to oh, late 1800s. I think he receives it in the 50s. Oh, you see, it was in the 50s. Oh, that's yeah. right. Okay, okay, okay. That is more... Yeah, if that guy stuck around that long, didn't catch any, like, you know, didn't have congestive heart failure, didn't catch any diseases, didn't smoke, maybe. Maybe <laughs> if you found a super noble one, but there's there's too many variables, dude. Maybe that guy is dedicated to fucking getting that letter to whoever he needs to get to his whole fucking life, and his candle is snuffed out before it's time by, you know, I don't know, a fucking runaway dump truck. A lot of things can happen to you in life. <laughs> a lot well, of bad shit can happen. I wonder if you could start your own like courier service, but 
be like, find me in like 15 years, mm-hmm. you know, like collections people can find anyone. Why couldn't another uh, business? I dispute that. And you'd be like, send this to somebody XYZ in 15 years. Right. It'd be like a time capsule letter. Right. Do you, are you saying like, oh, but you would send it to somebody else, not send it to yourself? You could if you wanted to. I probably, dude, I love, I would probably send that shit to myself. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Time capsules, whenever I see a time capsule of like who I was, it's never fun. It's always, <laughs> it's never fun, dude. It's always horrifying. Anytime somebody uh, brings me an item or like various items or photos like from my past that I wasn't mentally prepared for, Oh my God, I need a seat. I really do. <laughs> Nothing good. If you if you think it, nobody, when people think about themselves 15 years in the past, like, like nothing good was good. Nobody's ever happy. I guess some people are, but I find rarely people are like happy with the person that they were. I, I, it's usually a lot of like regrets and like, what the fuck was I doing? Yeah, or, or uh, where you get bummed out because you're like, oh, past me thought, I would get like, I don't know, whatever style was in at the time. I'll yeah, get that $2,000 leather coat that was orange. I, dude, but that's not in right now. I, so what sucks is like for the longest time when I was, it's like, I don't really know how to dress. I'm not in the best shape. Um, there's a lot of things about myself that I'm like waiting to improve. Like I'm waiting, like, I don't like, I just don't like a lot of things about myself. And I'm like, well, those things will probably like, I'll probably come into my own. Like, you know, I have to age a little bit, <laughs> probably come into my own when I'm like 25 and I'm still having those thoughts and I'm fucking 27 going on 28. Like I've like, I've, I'm completely <laughs> shot by the window. It's, it sucks to realize like, oh, I, I don't know if I'm going to come into my own or worse. I came into my own and this is as good as it gets. Like, <laughs> the fucking bummer to realize you're already in your own. Ooh. Sorry, is this is this too sad to uh up top, Tom? No, it's good. I mean, a couple episodes ago we were talking about Jerry Duty. So you know, I have never been summoned. Really? Or, or if I have, I mean, I guess my parents would fucking tell me. I mean, the thing is, I change addresses so often. And I rarely let the government know what those addresses are. You know, what happens if you don't go to jury duty? Uh, I think you can get fined or uh, I think you could serve time. Really? Mm-hmm. I can do a fine. How, they, they, how could they possibly make me serve time? What if, I mean, here's the thing, dude. If nobody, if nobody goes to jury duty, if we all collectively stop, nobody can do time because then there's no jury of your peers to be tried by. Right. Although I guess you probably don't, you don't have a jury if you just, if they're just sending you to jail. Yeah. You get a jury. I, I think it's like an either or. It's like you show up or you do not show up. And if you do not show up, you're doing a disservice to your country, your fellow citizen, the yeah, way they frame it. I guess, man, but I'm too, I don't know. I, I get, I'm too, I'm too easily swayed. I don't think you could trust me on a jury. Isn't it also, it's easy to get out of jury <laughs> duty too. Well, if you just dress a little too extravagantly. Like if you show up in garb, that's a little too abnormal. They're probably like, I don't know if we can have this fucking guy. <laughs> so like a few weeks ago or like mid Just show up in year, a t-shirt that says, I want to fuck the Night Stalker. <laughs> 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 sorry, sorry. No. Go on. Um, yeah, like 
mid last year, I was summoned. And then I responded like, no, this will fuck with my money. You guys pay $15 a day. Yeah. Um, and then they're like, okay, well, you still have to do it, but we moved it to the last week of December. <laughs> Fucking seriously, yeah. dude? Yeah. And then... um, how, how, are they, how are they able to pay so low a day, too? They can do whatever they want. Do they, do they, do they give you your... Like, they, they put you up in a hotel, right? No. No? Well, I mean, that's only for like the big, big cases where they want you to not know anything that's going right. on. Do they give you food? Do they pay for your food? No. How could this be? Do, do, honestly, dude, if I got pissed off enough, like depending on how high profile the case is, like if the treatment was bad enough, I'd be colluding with the other jurors. Like, let's get this guy off. Let's get this murderer back on the streets because this is worship. Maybe he'll kill one of the people who put us in jury duty. <laughs> well, so my plan was if I had to go in was just to be like, Look, whoever is responsible for me being here today is going to jail. That's my stance. <laughs> I don't care what the fuck it's for. I like that. I figure you would get out. But. Um, yeah, I think that's smart. Yeah. I mean, you can also just like be racist, right? Because the other thing is like they like the big joke is like, oh, if you want to get out of jury duty, just like say I'm racist. But like. You think everybody would be doing that? I mean, do they like if you do that? Do they like put on your? Is there like a file? Does that like affect your credit score? Like, is there an official <laughs> Maybe file in somewhere China where there's, <laughs> there's like social credit score? Um, well, I but, mean, it, I mean, if you, I mean, if you're racist against black people, it might make your Chinese credit score go up, honestly, because they're not big fans of them over there. <laughs> um, That's just true, Dom. But, um. No, but I think because I was reading some articles on getting out of jury duty mm -hmm. and it was like, you have to be smart about how you're bad because really? certain things will be like, this guy's trying to get out of it. Therefore, we want them here because they'll speed it up. Really? Yeah. I feel like, so what are the things you do to get out? Like, I know one's be racist, which I well, feel like I, you know. You know what's funny though is they they uh, they make you fill out like a a quiz like an orientation quiz online and they don't let you fail it. So they do a PowerPoint slideshow video whatever, and you have to like fill out this questionnaire. And I tried to fail it, and then they make you go back and then click the correct answer before you really? can finish it. And I was hoping I could fail that and get through it, but no. But then, you know, I didn't have to go. I had to check in every day for like five days. Oh. And you just do it online. And then you find out if you have to go in the next day. And I was fine. Well, damn. But it sucked. But yeah, it's, it sounds like it sucks, dude. It's not a fun position to be in. It just, to me, it still just feels like I understand it's probably the best like uh, legal like judicial system that that you could have. It seems like the fairest, but something about it just mm -hmm. feels like a mockery to me. Where it's like you've got you have 
lawyers who went to fucking law school for years, you know, like, like, <laughs> and I'm no, listen, seriously, like, like they assemble their cases, they call witnesses for it. You've got a fucking judge who's sitting up there who's been doing it for probably, you know, two decades or more, like all right. people who are experts in their field and they present their cases for like, you know, like sometimes up to like weeks at a time. And then at the end of all of it, this dude who presides over courts, who, you know, who, who has the prestigious title, we, you know, we address him as like your honor. He takes in everything that he's seen from both fucking from, <laughs> from both lawyers, from the plaintiff and the defendant. And then he just turns to a bench of 12 regular people and goes, <laughs> what do you guys think? <laughs> what do you guys think? <laughs> I'm gonna let you guys take this one. Fuck off. That's a bad yeah. system. Why is he there? Yeah, because he he just decides like how long you'll go to jail. Yeah, what the fuck is that? And like which location? Anybody, dude. You know what? A computer could do that. Yeah, totally. Put the IBM Watson on it. Yes, it's like, dude. We shouldn't be. We should not be replacing McDonald's employees with touchscreens and computers. We should be replacing circuit court judges. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's just fair. <laughs> oh, oh, a good way to actually get out of jury duty is be too excited to be there. Really? Yeah. Apparently, they don't like people who want to be jurors. What? Okay. Well, that seems like an easier way to get out of it. Why don't they want people? Why don't they like people who want to be jurors? Because if you're over eager, then it's like you. I don't know. I guess the thinking is sort of like if you want to be there, you're not going to care about the case or listen. Right. You just want to soak it all in. It just like removes value. Right. Because if you're if you're like a serial juror, juror <laughs> <laughs> like dudes who are constantly in relationships, it's right. like, how much do you actually care about this moment here, right, right now, right, this right, situation? Right. <laughs> you're just in love with the process. Yeah. You're just in love. Dude, you're just, you know that you're just in love with the gowns and the gavel and the fucking rooms. Oh, yeah. It's like, but you just like being close to the crowd, the warmth of the crowd. The aura of the plaintiff. That's what you, yes. <laughs> you are there to feel the, the body heat of that sweet, sweet plaintiff. Hear those keys clacking. Dude, you're there to gaze at the bailiff's gun. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> we know that's why you're there. Honestly, though, if I were, I'd get so distracted being on a jury. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, there's a gun in the room. Like, when I'm near cops walking past, I always look. I can't not look. Oh, yeah, dude. It calls to you. It calls yeah. to you. I was watching this thing. Apparently, like, uh, I guess in um, in Japan, the cops' guns are like attached to them via like this. Well, I don't know if the wire, like if you, there's like a wire that like attaches to like their belt and their holster. Like a key card or an ID. Yeah, kind of. It's like kinky, <laughs> twisty like that. Um, and I would imagine maybe if it becomes un like unhooked, like the gun don't wasn't wouldn't shoot. Oh, you don't like know treadmill technology. Yeah, I have no idea. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea, but I, I, I saw it. I was like, that probably, it did immediately like decrease my urge to fucking like grab a gun. Cause it's like, oh, oh yeah. it's stuck on the guy. 
Tom, would it be so? Like, dude, I'm I'm looking at my skin in this fucking um webcam here, and I'm just like, I have not been hitting my moisturizing routine at all, dude. You care about moisturize while I talk to you? Not at all. <laughs> I will post this. That's fine. <laughs> yeah, my buddy's girlfriend's like teach me how to moisturize, so I'm just trying to. Dude, I have to. I have a, a moisturizer I use in the shower. Dude, like, well, because this, so this is what was, I'm looking at your skin and I'm looking at my skin. And granted, my lighting is no good. You've got a lot of tricks in your room to make you look better than you really are because I've seen you in person. But <laughs> as a as a side by side, I'm a little self conscious because you, I mean, you know, you're in your 30s and you're putting me to shame here. Aww. Yeah. Well, I mean, if I were to move the framing of the camera, you could see my gut. And that doesn't help. Well, I got a gut too, Tom. But you know what? You know, you know what's good about your gut? I'll tell hmm. you this. You wear it very well. It looks like it's supposed to be there. Okay. I and I mean that in a nice that. way. I mean that in I a very nice way. I do want to get rid of it though. <laughs> <laughs> I do want I think, to say goodbye. <laughs> can I tell you that without it, I don't think I would trust you as much. I, th- oh, I think yeah. it would change your whole vibe. I think if I saw Tom Svelte and Gutless, I'd be like, is that guy fucking cool? What's he doing here? Why is he standing in the corner? Who's this threat? Who's this threat? Who's this imminent threat, dude? Who's this imminent threat with beautiful eyes? But yeah, I'll I'll, I'll send you uh, the moisturizer I use in the shower. It's yeah, great. I, can, I would love to. Yeah, I, if I could, dude, I need it in the shower. Like, I got, mm-hmm. dude, the only way that I remember to, like, take care of myself is if I can get it all done in the shower. The minute yeah. there's stuff that I have to do before the shower and after the shower, it's too much. I can't do it, all right? Well, and, like, I don't want my face to feel greasy yeah. all day for an unknown amount of time. And it like drips into your eyes if you sweat. But like in the shower, it's nice because it's like it has the beads. So it's a bit of a scrub and you come out and it's just clear. Yeah. You're I'm good. overdoing it now. I never also never know how much moisturizer to use. Either do I. Yeah, dude. It's hey, a thanks. whole mess. Thanks for letting me do that. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> <laughs> gotta be vibrant for audio. Dude, I gotta be vibrant for audio. I'm just trying to be vibrant in life, dude. I gotta get back on my aloe vera tip. I gotta start just like lathering myself in aloe vera, which I trust because it's natural. Yeah, I mean, I have aloe vera uh, hand sanitizer. It's fucking sick. That's good, but I think when when they mix it, the aloe vera hand sanitizer, I think gets a little like it can dry your skin out a little bit because of the sanitizing part of it. I might be wrong. Well, I I think they put the aloe vera in there to offset the drying of the seltzer. Oh. I almost called it seltzer sanitizer. Right, I see. I'm trying to just go straight. I'm just trying to get pure aloe vera. I just want to like, just I just want to get plant. myself. That's what I'm saying. I might do well. I like it in the bottle. I like I like to I like to get myself wet. Slick like Jeff Goldblum in a fly. <laughs> I just do. I feel like it. Like you can feel it. Like I don't know if you can actually feel it, but when I'm like that, I'm like I feel my body definitely being nourished by the uh, by the gel from this plant. Yeah, you can just uh, soak it in. Got to soak it in, dude. Just soak it in. Just trying to go like pure. <laughs> Just pure epidermis photosynthesis with the aloe vera. Just just nourish my body through the power of plants. Just uh, Neo waking up. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Vaseline pod. Yeah, dude. <laughs> I just black out laying in the tub, covered in fucking aloe vera gel. Go down a water slide. Yes, dude. Just wake up feeling like I'm the one. Because <laughs> I'm sticky. Because <laughs> I've got sticky plants all over me. <laughs> That's what you need. That will make you feel good, dude. That'll wake you up. Yeah, if you can find a way to uh, have little cables pop out of you. Out of your Tom, sides. I'm looking for a way. Every day. <laughs> Give me an outlet. I want to get into like extreme body mod because my girlfriend, um, she keeps getting more tattoos and I'm jealous. Like I'm like, I want to get in on the fun, but I don't want to like copy her. So I'm just trying to get like holes put in my body. I'm just trying to get, I'm just, just trying to ports. get, dude, I'm, yes, I'm trying to get big holes. Ports are good. I should get like windows on them that you can open and shit. Like, <laughs> like an advent that, calendar. Dude, you know Skin that thing, tags. you know that thing that cows have? Where like, cause like when cows are in the field, they'll just fucking eat anything. They'll eat like metal and like plastic, all this crazy mm -hmm. shit. So cows on farms, I don't know if they still do this. It's probably kind of inhumane. I'm sure some farms do, but they literally have like ports like installed on the side of them. Oh yeah. So that farmers, that. yeah, they can just reach into one of their stomachs with like a glove and just like pull out fucking pieces of tire and like <laughs> gears and shit. I'm trying to get one of those. I'm trying to get a tummy port. Yeah, I mean. That'll either make you live longer or live shorter. Or this, would you yeah. buy, I guess for things that don't taste good, but you need it for nourishment, you could just stuff in the hole. Yes. Yes. That's it. Then, exactly, dude. And then you don't have to taste it. Dude, it's, it, it's, it's, it's a vitamin port, basically. Yeah. It's and like, then when you eat bad food that tastes good, and then you can just pull it out and you're like, ha I, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like, dude, if you have a tough time, there's a it's a great workaround if you have a tough time swallowing horse pills but still want to get all your dailies. It's like just install a hole. Just install a hole in your stump in your tummy. It's easy. The answers are pretty obvious, people. Yeah, I mean, could you imagine if they made a daily multivitamin to uh be inserted? From the rear end. Ugh. Oh, you mean like a suppository? Uh-huh. Yeah, I don't know if I... I mean, some people... Tom, there's some people who would love that. All right? I'm not here to judge. But for me, no thank you. Yeah, I, I don't think that would be for me. Maybe if it... I'm sure there'd be some people who are like... You know, be like, we want it to fizz. <laughs> like, I'm like, well, we'll only take it. If, we'll only take it if there's a little fizzy vibration action. Like an Alka Seltzer. <laughs> yes, dude, like an Alka Seltzer. Those people would be pumped to take their vitamins probably twice a day. Twice a day. Twice a day, dude. Twice a day in your ends. Jeez. <laughs> I think, yeah, uh, Tom, it's a market. I that's a market. That's a market of people who like that. You'll always have a demand for if they, if a, if a company came out with an IPO, like for a stock representing that product tomorrow, I'd put all my money on that because there's no way that it's not, that it's not going to be profitable. I'm yeah. for that. I'm for the, I'm for the Alka-Seltzer, Alka-Seltzer suppository. Oh my God. Suppository. As, like a, as a little treat. 
and do a little pop rocks. <laughs> I want a I want an I want a pop rock suppository for his pleasure. That's what I want, dude. It heats up when you put it in. Yeah, and then uh, I mean, look, I'm, well, let me let me be clear. I don't want that. All right, that's not what I'm into. But I want it for the. I'm a generous guy. I want it for all. There's all kinds of people. I want it for them. What what were the, what was that one candy where it was like a, a, a like a sugar stick and you dipped it in other flavored sugar powders? Fun dip. Fun dip. Fun dip. You do a fun dip. We need a fun dip suppository. I wonder. Hmm. I wonder if you could create like, because uh, you know how like Vicks Vapo Rub, like if you put it on some part of you, it's mm-hmm. like in your mouth and nose. Yeah, it's a big. Uh, that can be very pleasurable. That's people like uh, I don't know if you've ever uh, been to a rave or like done Molly, no. but um, oh yeah, a big thing. If you're rolling on Molly and you're having a good time and you want to have an even better time, as wild as that sounds, but you're gonna want to rub some Vicks on your chest, dude. You're gonna want to get some Vicks on your finger. <laughs> No, I'm not kidding. You're gonna you're gonna want to keep some Vicks on deck to just inhale periodically, and that's I mean you're I, it's as close as you're gonna get to the pearly gates in this world, dude. It is it is a fucking good feeling. It's a nice feeling, Tom. I'm just picturing like you know TV ads when they buy a, a full slot, but then they show two ads back to back for the same product, but just different scenarios. Mm-hmm. For Vicks, I'm picturing like like a dad and a kid and rubs it on and then like they're sick and they're feeling better. And then it cuts to one where some dude's at a rave. Yeah. And just like dripping in Vicks. Yes, dude. Yeah. No, <laughs> looking like Jeff Goldblum. He's oh, got yeah. he's, he's, pure, it's it's another Neo aloe vera situation. There's a dude just fucking it's just a dude. There's a rave, like dead mouse is on stage, everybody's dancing, and then we just like <laughs> we do like a top-down shot of a dude just waking up covered in big baker rubs in a sea of people, just like, like and then cut to someone walking in and be like, oh. Someone's got Vix. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> My favorite medical gel. <laughs> Damn, dude. Yeah. Should we start your podcast at some point? <laughs> I hope you keep all I hope you keep all this. This is a very fun combo, dude. Oh yeah. I mean, you've done you've done it before. We just yeah. bullshit. I know, it's nice. And then at some point I uh just We get to the issues. Yeah, I Really bring it up, dude. I, if if I was you, you're the only person that could do this podcast because you're you're so nice. If I had this podcast, I would throw way more hardballs. I would like, especially because you've been getting some good guests. Oh, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, I don't know if I could like stop myself from getting like, you know, one day you book like John Hammer or something. Yeah, and like, and you do, and you do the thing where like you finally ask him his take, and you're like, so, Mister Ham, um. Do you want to explain to everybody why you don't support a woman's right to choose? <laughs> yeah, I mean, right. Yeah, just like okay. And so, uh, Matt Damon. All right. So, and so you're on the show today to ex- <laughs> to tell everybody why you think there's only one gender. <laughs> <laughs> I would not be able to stop myself. Yeah. Well, you know, it is tempting, but also you would not be able to get anyone to do it. 
No, that's why it's it's the it's how you go down in flames. It's like the last yeah. episode. You get or, Barack Obama. Or I just save it for like if I create a Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> that rules. Yeah. Man, I'm all in fucking how to make money mode. But you have to, dude. Yeah. Yeah. But uh oh, dude, one thing I wanted to tell you. Just as in as people, not on mm-hmm. air, but yeah. we're already talking right now. Is remember the last time we saw each other and we were walking around your neighborhood mm-hmm. and you were telling me about like different movies and shit that were shot there? Yeah. When I was there, I was like, this looks so familiar. Like I feel like the Fast and the Furious house is here. And yeah, it's later, right. It's literally right yeah, around there, dude. I looked it up. It's like a block away from your place. Yeah. Yes. Like <laughs> I should have mentioned that one to you. Dude. Oh, yeah. I was talking so about awesome. they live. Yeah, dude. I uh yeah, I need to go back. I need to see it. It's blurred out on Google Maps. So Yeah, our buddy um Josh lives like across the he like lives like right across the street from it. And apparently people are always <laughs> Like people take expensive ass street racing cars like down his block and just like fucking do donuts and burn rubber all night year round. It's annoying. Happens all the time. That's probably why in the movies they like blew it up. Yeah. So be like, you can't go back there. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, dude. Echo Park's kind of the fucking shit. It's kind of a super cool place. Yeah, there's little hills, great view oh. of downtown. Bro, how much do we love little hills? Little hills are great. How much do we love little hills? It adds right? character. And it's not a huge commitment? No. I mean, a mountain's some fucking commitment. Let's be honest. Like, we, uh, I, we know that I love mountains. I'm a big well, fan of mountains. That's some fucking commitment, dude. All right? Well, because you have to scale it. I hate the scale. I hate scaling, Tom. Yeah. You really have to go out of your way to scale. It you requires got it. effort. It's like, it's it's commitment, dude. It's like getting married to a fucking Greek woman. It's a serious <laughs> amount of commitment, okay? No, it really is. I'm not kidding. Hill is way less commitment. Hill is a, Hill is a nice, reliable, friends with benefits. You know, you both know what it is. She's not going to ask for more. You can, you're done anytime you want. And you're always kind of happy to see them, you know? Yeah, well, and, and it, it, they're little... Little. But it's uh you feel like you overcame something. And who you don't just feel like you fucking did, dude. That's yeah. good. You're out walking, you're jogging. Uh, you hill. earned it. You earned it. Adding think you could have gone, you might have had a whole day where you had no incline and you made a choice to add some incline, which is really better than nothing, to your walking jogging routine. I mean, that's commendable. Yeah, people look at hills. Oh, they say, "Oh, it's not a mountain." It's like, who, who, who the fuck are you? <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> yeah, I have like a little four mile loop over here in Glendale, but mm-hmm. part of it, it's just on the side of a mountain. So you you walk up a bit, and then the road just goes across sideways, cool. and that's nice. That. That's There's that little ridges nice. and stuff. I don't have to commit to the whole thing. That seems nice, dude. And then coming back down a mountain is just like, you're not walking. It's just like a controlled fall. Where you're yeah, just like, that's my, 
thud, thud. The the th- the thudding of the feet feels bad because it feels because because it makes you. What's not nice about it is <laughs> a, a mountain. In a lot of ways, it's like a it's 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 kind of like a dom relationship because you're fucking working you're you're throwing it all out there just to get up i mean you're groveling you're wearing yourself out and then on the way down the way it's it's like it makes you clumsy it embarrasses you so it makes you beg on the way up and it embarrasses you on the way down it's a toxic no really it's a toxic relationship and i'm not kidding yo i wonder if we could get people to pay us like if we just bought a little mountain mm -hmm. a little trail on a mountain oh yeah and we just make them pay to enter and be like, we'll call it like punishment hell or some shit. Tom, if there's one thing I know, you can trick people into paying for fucking anything. Especially if you call it punishment hell, you're gonna get CrossFit freaks lining up, just like, yeah, I heard it's, I heard, it, I heard it's mean. I heard the hill is mean to you. <laughs> yeah, we can have Sick. little, we can have little speakers installed along the path that just say, like, you suck, or is that all you got? Yeah. I, that that I love, dude. We just post up. We just like post a bunch of pictures of like micro penises, just with arrows that say like "This is you." Everybody they knows just, this is you. Instead of mile markers, <laughs> they just slightly increases. <laughs> <laughs> it's on inches instead of miles. I love that, dude. Yeah, if you ascend the mountain, you, you congratulations. Now you officially have a five-inch penis, pussy. <laughs> you can tell people you achieved full hog. Yeah, you're. Yeah. <laughs> Damn, you did all that work. You're this sweaty just to be average. Nice. You fucking suck. <laughs> Come back when you're strong. Yo, I wonder if we could do like bowling alley rules where they have to like rent certain equipment from us. Mm-hmm. But then at the top, we allow them to refresh, switch things out, so they're not going back down with swamp ass. Oh yeah, let them like do a full on. Yeah, dude, maybe we even like do like a nice, a nice little spa up there. Yeah, do like quick little fifteen minute massages. Definitely get a shower. You're gonna oh, yeah, walk. Yeah, you're yeah. gonna want to. You want to make sure you're getting the bad bacteria out of your crevices. Okay, right. that's guys and girls. Yeah, bad stuff can go on. Yeah, a water bottle refill. Water bottle refill. Yeah, for sure. We take their old clothes. Give them some new fresh, some mm-hmm. some new uh, fresh dandy, uh, like nice gym new towels. fit. Yeah, like gym towels. Yeah, and then with the old clothes, we should probably have maybe hidden away. Maybe we could construct like a false rock, a la Disneyland. That inside of there's a bunch of like washers and dryers, so that we can efficiently be like changing those clothes out. You know what I mean? Yeah. To make sure that like when the next group comes up, yo, what's up? Hey. Sorry, the mountain was so fucking mean. I know the signs are out of control. We're, we really been meaning to talk to them. <laughs> but we're here to take care of you now. We're yes. going to get you in some nice, in a nice, some new fresh digs. Quick little massage, if you're into that, 15 minutes. And then we're going to send you off. And, I'm, and I'll be honest with you, the decline is also pretty mean, but we don't have anything to do with that. It's like we're just service to the mountain. The mountain is kind of its own thing and we're all living in fear of it. But if we could do, <laughs> if we could just alleviate you a little bit for now. And people will think... People will think that we're the nice guys, not realizing we orchestrated this whole fucking thing. We're the mountain, right. dude. Yeah. And then it's we, a, it, yeah. we can set up just like a weird little hidden shoot. So like if we, we plan it, so like we have super speedy washing machines and then we can just shoot down their clothes and we know it'll take them two hours to get back down. So we have time to wash. We shoot it back down. It's ready. It's clean. It's pressed. Oh my god! 
Yeah, this is and incredible. It'll be now a lot just, of work, but... Well, the hardest part is definitely going to be um, uh, finding an unclaimed mountain. <laughs> <laughs> finding... Finding just an out there mountain that uh, that's that's still that's still open that we can go place our stake in one that doesn't belong to the government one that's not being preserved by any national parks or maybe we just run the operation real under the radar you know what I mean make oh, sure we yeah, have yeah, yeah. make sure that like you know every time a park ranger drives by we can like either like change into like bear costumes or something just seem totally <laughs> inconspicuous but I think there's ways to do it. I don't want to poo-poo this idea. I know that there's, I know that you of all people could figure out how to there, do this. There's definitely a way to do it. And then we could probably like franchise it. So if people already have their own mountain, they can just take our branding. Oh yeah, dude. Well, cause it went, and that's actually smart. Cause there's, I know there's a lot of people who already have their own mountain. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that pipeline's built in. <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, with the last few episodes, this podcast has just turned into how to make money in a shitty way. I mean, but, this. Um, I, I, I don't don't denigrate your ideas, dude. This is I'm I'm in love with this idea. Are the episodes usually this? We're gonna do like a double length episode. Are they usually this long? Yeah, we just went like thirty seven minutes. <laughs> on fucking nothing. <laughs> I just looked down and I was like, oh, fuck. I mean, I love to gab. Um, if there's yeah. one thing I love doing, it's gabbing with my boys. Yeah. Yeah, the Nick Turner episode is pretty long nice. comparatively, but yeah. I do, so I, I will say this because I'm, I mean, we, we have plenty of time at 5 p.m. our time. I don't know if it's going to go that long. Um no. I've got uh, I've got another podcast. I'm I'm zooming into a podcast in in, uh, in Tokyo, so I've got to be on time for that. Okay, we yes. can talk more about that later. <laughs> <Why>? <laughs> I'm very interested in who you know in Tokyo, but I don't know them. Oh, they're just yeah. fans of Cali yeah. Hour, and they hit you up. Yeah, they just reached out. They're like, "Yo, do we have like a?" They're they I think you call them Gaijin. They're like expats living in Tokyo. One's a British expat. One's American. And they're just like they're just like living that Tokyo life, which like, huh. as as somebody who's as somebody who has been known to um, profess the virtues of Eastern thinking, I have to I admire it. I adm right. I admire them fully. Um, uh, but yeah, I'm skyping in, and we're, I think it's like a, I think it's like a lifestyle fashion podcast. I don't. They're talking to the wrong okay. guy, but I'm still do it. <laughs> well, I'll uh, I'll Venmo you a dollar if you somehow fit in. Uh, a plug for this podcast. <laughs> oh, definitely. Yeah, you yeah, know, I will. I do. I literally will because I'll be like, I'll be like, you'll never guess what podcast I was just fucking doing. Yeah, I know how to do that kind of stuff. I'm slick. I'm professional. I know, Dom. I know you've been doing it a long time, not quite as long as me. So a lot of the tricks of the trade won't come to you the way that they come to me. But yeah, I can slip that in. Fuck yeah, that'd be so <laughs> sick. <laughs> International audience, um, Dom. That's what you want, dude. Well, you know. This is all fun and nice and chatting and gabbing with you is cool and all, but yeah, I, know. I really want to talk about why you're really here. Yeah. The issue really here. Let's get yeah. to it. Um, you, you've hinted at this before, but, uh, <laughs> you know, I don't really, I don't know. I just want to bring it up because we didn't have time to talk about it more, but, uh, 
why is it that you think books are too heavy? And what does that mean? What do we do about it? I don't understand. Yeah, this, it, well, this is some shit that hit me. And it's not, it's honestly not a very um, conventional way of thinking. And it even, I kind of had to like, people don't realize, to get back to the Neo conversation, when it comes to like fucking picking up and holding books and reading books, we're really trapped kind of in like the book. I call it like the hardcover matrix. Yeah. Because we just accept the fact that like, okay, books are these like fucking heavy things. You've got it. You have to lift them. You got to flip pages and you'll, you're cutting your fingers up, dude. I mean, a book is made out of very, <laughs> no, I'm serious. A book is made out of really, really dangerous material. Sharp edges on the paper. Uh, if you like old books, I mean, old books are, are ridiculous hazards, dude. Old, I, I feel like old books were like, you look like leather bound books. It's like, clearly these are from the days like pre child labor laws when like you could like when there was like fucking asbestos in the walls, when they were giving babies opium to shut them up because like leather bound, you ever, if you drop a leather bound book on your feet, you'll probably break a toe. I mean, these are, these are violent, violent items. <laughs> they are. <laughs> and so the whole, so what's where I, what really red pilled me on books was when I started <laughs> list and they're and how, just how antiquated they are and i think and honestly i think i would classify them um as remnants of an uncivilized world books whoa yeah that's well i mean a lot of people don't want to say this because they because big book has a lot of money in kind of perpetuating i mean dude like there's it's like a straight up propaganda campaign have you noticed how like Nobody ever says anything bad about books. Nobody, they, they tell you huh. you should read more of them. They tell you you should fucking, if you throw your back out carrying fucking books into your home, good. You should have done that. <laughs> dude, the way, I swear to God, dude, the way people talk, the way people talk about people who don't read books, this is real shit. I know that, I know that you've seen this. The way that motherfuckers talk about people who don't read books, I mean, it would be, it's like being in Nazi Germany and not having your Nazi card. You know what I mean? It's like they're like, oh, they're like, you don't read? You don't really? You don't read? You don't, you don't read dangerous books? You don't cut your fingers up reading dangerous, sharp ass, heavy books? Oh my God, I can't believe it. Yeah. Sorry, buddy. I've broken free of the programming. So <laughs> people will literally, people will literally tell you to read books like it's good for you. It's insane. Whoa. Yeah, dude. They like, like they think that like they think that like hurting your eyes, looking at like you know like pages in a dark room is like as good as eating vegetables, which is it's it's it doesn't make any sense. It's it's unscientific. It has no basis in fact. So anyway, but sorry. And it, basically, I got red pilled on books. It started with the heaviness thing. That was where I got suspicious of books. Right. So I was like, why the fuck am I like driving myself to you know? to early arthritis, like lifting and opening these fucking things. <laughs> and then um, it was like a couple Christmases ago, I got a, uh, oh yeah, yeah, my dad sent me an audio book. I don't even mm. know what an audio book is, but it's all the information that's in a book. So like, like, like think of a book. There's like, like, uh, uh, you know, like, like, uh, like any book. I know I can think of a book. Um, <laughs> no, I know, but I know books. You have to, you have to, it's, it's like that saying, like, know thy enemy or whatever. Oh, uh, 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 so, um, 
Yeah, a book like uh, uh, all right, like like Harry Harry Potter, <laughs> Harry Potter, <laughs> Harry Potter, or like one of like the Clifford books. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. So like Harry Potter or Clifford or anything. So yeah. it's like it's got all the information that you would find in Harry Potter or Clifford the Big Red Dog, but it's some fucking famous guy, which is feels very luxurious to feel like you've got a famous person in your home personally taking care of you, reading that shit to you, basically throwing his own life on the line to read a book, which is an inherently risky activity, which which is fucking admirable. I don't think they pay those people enough who read actual books. And it's him giving you all the information um, that's in a book via sound, which weighs nothing at all. And it's like, okay, we have this, right? Like, like, right. We, like we have this. We have, this technology exists. Uh, that's how we should be consuming books. It, like, it's, to me, it seems as ridiculous as insisting that fucking coal is going to come back. When we have audiobooks and people are still trying to fucking print heavy ass books that it, that are dangerous. They're fucking dangerous, dude. Do you know what the do you know what the most do you know if you're in an earthquake situation sure. that a good number of people, especially people living in our state, suffer from? Do you know what the most likely thing to kill you is? Do you know? A shelf full of books. If your house is shaking, that and okay. I mean and it's really, I mean, it's it's really twofold because the shelf will really be what gets you. Like the books inside are not good, but the shelf will really be what, be what gets you. But the only reason that a bookshelf exists is because we had to fucking we had to use, we had to evolve to use tools to create a piece of furniture strong enough to hold books because that's how fucking heavy they are. Because somebody thought that would be a good idea. Does that make any sense? Does it make any sense to you, Tom? That these fucking things are so cumbersome that we have to invent new furniture just to hold, just to stop them from 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 slamming into the ground and ruining the tile in our floors. We have to invent a new dangerous piece of furniture that, if you're in an extreme act of God weather situation, is most likely to be the thing that crushes your spine and robs you of the best years of your life and leaves your children fatherless, weeping. With a meager life inheritance to accept from you. You know why? Because you spend all your money on fucking rare books. Because you spend every weekend going to fucking obscure bookstores. Going to the last bookstore in LA and being a fucking book hipster. And insisting that what you were doing was good for you. And it was going to make you smarter and live longer. When in reality, all it did, all those books did, all the good they did for your brain. It's funny that on the way out, they gave you a concussion so fucking bad that you go into a coma that winds up killing you 10 months later because you're, you're, you're essentially a vegetable. Because, because, because war and peace hit you in just the right way when it came toppling out of your bookshelf. <laughs> so I hope your brain feels good now. I hope you're glad that you, that you spent all those time, you spent all that time worshiping and kissing the feet of heavy books. Shit. Now, so I'm, right. I, I, get, I'm, I get fired up. I'm sorry about yeah, that. Yeah, no. It's, I get fired up. I mean, up. it's good. I'm, I'm glad you're able to elaborate on this. It uh, fucking pisses me off, dude. I have sorry. so many questions. Um, I mean, please go. So, I guess, first of all, uh, our current book owners and readers aware of how truly heavy these books are especially when recommending that other people read like are they do they actually believe they're offering good advice in telling someone to read or are they like pushing it forward sort of like 
the ring where it's like, you know, I'm going to push this off to somebody else. Like, fuck that guy. So I think it's hard to say because I think there's, there's a good amount of cog, like any issue that I, I think some issues are so big. Um, that there's just inherent cognitive dissonance around them. Like it's like it's hard for when an when an issue is so enormous and claiming so many lives and so pressing, it's almost like it's too much for the human mind to deal with. I mean, we see this with global warming. Um, you know, we see it with with uh with like the death of like biodiversity, all these problems that are facing us, world hunger, all this shit. Um, books I would place a little bit higher than all of those, but it, it, you can see how it's it's basically the same line of thinking. Um so I think in general, I think some people are kind of waking up to the dangers that they pose. Um, okay. But you do also, you have a lot of people, it's not exactly like the ring because I wish that, I, I wish, I almost wish it was like a curse. I wish that people weren't directly <laughs> responsible. Like I wish, I wish they were being possessed by some force that was out of their control because in that situation, I could sympathize with them and I could forgive them. But there is a real narrative being pushed I said this before that that books are good to you are, are good for you, and um, people fucking buy into that, dude. People are raised to believe that. People raise their children to believe that, and it's just it's it's just a it's really just a at this point, um, a misinformation campaign. Um, so uh, your question was basically, you're asking me like, how, how do how are books perpetuated? Like why? Like is that is that basically what you're asking? Um, yeah, well, it's just kind of like, are people just blind to the weight? Do they enjoy the torture of their hands getting ripped up? Uh, or are they trying to like pull one on you? I see. I see. I didn't understand what you were saying. Um, so in terms of the actual physical pain that you feel in reading a book, a lot of people will prescribe it or ascribe it. Uh, I don't read books, so I don't know what that, what word to use. Um, (laughs) (laughs) proudly don't know what the correct word is um a lot of people will attribute that i think to other things in their life uh which goes back into like the cognitive dissonance thing um so you know you'll have people who suffer you know like one day they're holding a they're holding a particularly heavy copy of um you know some some piece of shit uh 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 Machiavelli book something he was a guy um they're holding a particularly <laughs> maybe they've been duped into buying um a special a, a now a really sick thing I compare them to designer drugs they do these special like reprints of of classic books and these like right. you know these heavy fucking uh, bindings so one day somebody's reading a book that they just spent a lot of money on money that they could have used to feed their children or maybe buy you know uh, uh, clothes to keep them uh, warm from the cold and their wrist will fucking snap. I mean, it'll just snap like that in their hand. I mean, their hand is just useless now because of the, because of the pressure that the book is putting on their palms while they're, while they're, you know, flagellating themselves to read it. And I think that a lot of people, when their wrist snaps, even though they're holding a book, most people will just go, Oh, that must be from when I fell last week or, Oh, I, I must, uh, I guess my sciatica is acting up. You know, uh, it's okay. they they find all these reasons to fucking to blame anything but the book. Shit. Okay. Well, then um, I've seen it happen. I've I've one hundred percent seen it happen. Wow. Well, yeah. uh, I 
I'm I'm going to get a little confrontational. Okay. Uh, press. I do you a this shit bit. all day, dude. So whatever the well, fuck you want to say to me, that's fine. I am ready. <laughs> now, have you considered this? What uh, if? What if books aren't actually heavy? You're just weak. Yeah, you, yeah. Well, you got me. You got me. That's the first time I've heard that one. That's the first <laughs> time I've heard that one. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess you figured it out. That's the only thing you could possibly be, right? It's not. I haven't done like, I haven't done hours of research into this. <laughs> it's not like I lift other heavy shit. I mean, there's a lot of shit I don't have a problem picking up, Tom. There's right. a lot of shit I can pick up just fine. Right. Yeah. So what if, so what if, let me just, I'm sorry. I'm going to, you know what? I'm trying, I should dignify this question. I shouldn't be dismissive because if I want to reach people at this point, I don't give a fuck about changing your mind because I've realized what this interview is. You're, you're just trying to get a gotcha. <laughs> but since I have a platform on this stupid fucking show, I guess I should try to reach other people. Yeah. Please. <clears throat> Well, let me gather myself. God damn it. Fuck. I really thought that this was not what this was. <laughs> God, what a fucking prick. Um, so what if books aren't heavy? What if I'm just weak? Well, I mean, I lift heavy shit all the time. I never, I don't lift anything as heavy as a book because I don't want to damage. I, you only get one body, Tom. I don't want to damage my fucking body. But okay. I incrementally increase weight on my wrists all the time. I will literally, because I care about that kind of shit, I care about strength. I'm, I'm, act, I'm always actively trying to defend myself against rogue books, falling books, because they mm. will fucking get you. So I will, I'll actually walk around with my wrists out like this, which is the exact, which is the area where like the pressure points of book when you're holding them, that's where most of the pressure is going. Okay. And I will place silver spoons and silver, silver forks on my wrist and walk around like that. Which again, not enough. No, listen, not enough weight to buckle the wrist, but enough to gradually build the strength up over time to give you some meaty boys at, at, oh. at the end of your palms. And that way, if there's ever, if I'm ever put in, God forbid, if I'm ever put in a hostage situation or a self defense situation or I'm compromised in any way where I have to hold a book, I have been training my body for the past. At this point, six years, I've been training my wrists and my body for the past six years to be able to hold a book, to enter, to enter an extreme environment like that, to be in essentially a life or death, death situation, holding yeah. a book. And, and I could survive with the training where I am right now. I could survive, um, I think, at this point, at least up to 45 minutes holding that book. So I wouldn't characterize myself as weak. I actually do a lot to make sure <clears throat> that I'm strong enough to uh, to handle a book should I ever encounter one. So you, there, you, you do a lot of uh, book weight specific training. But not with books themselves. Right, right. Because I'm, too not, much risk. I'm not there's, stupid. There's risk beyond the weight. So, and you know, and look, I'll say this. It's not like I'm in the highest weight class, okay? I don't know if I could, I don't know how I would fare against a dictionary or an encyclopedia. I might be fucked. But- if you give me a young adult novel, if you if you thrust a young adult novel into my hands and say good luck, fucker, I mean, I I will I will I will have that motherfucker on the ropes for for thirty to forty five minutes. 
And then after that, it gets dicey. But really, who, who reads a book for longer than 30 minutes? That's all the time that I need, dude. That's all the time that I need to show them that uh, I'm impervious wow. to its effect. Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, Did this make sense? Yeah. I, d- I didn't mean to really bring the hammer on you. No, you but... know what I mean? I, I'll, t- I'll, I'll, I'll actually apologize to you because I, since I've deprogrammed, like since my, de- I forget how strong the programming can be. And mm. um, I, I should come to you out of love. All right. Love you, brother. I'm worried about you. I hope you're not touching books daily, but you look like you might be. And I <laughs> I just hope for your sake, and, and, and it was not just for your sake, because winning one heart and one mind is one step further to a book-free future, um, which is something I say all the time. Uh, so we might not see eye to eye right now, but I hope that some of the things that I'm saying are planting seeds within you um, that will eventually one day wake you up. Wow. But I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I got a little heated. It's just, it's no. tough, man. It's tough. Yeah, we're, I get it. <clears throat> we're living in this shit, you know? Yeah. And so, um, I guess sort of the final thing on it is, you know, you brought up <laughs> that we kind of developed shelves to take care of books and put them in places. That's to right. Store them. Mm-hmm. Um, now, have you, have you, considered creating anything for like uh like a conversion therapy for people to get away from books is there a books light that you've developed or training classes on how to handle the weight or uh yeah the violence of a book so we for a while um yeah we did have a conversion therapy that, that i was experimenting with for a while um it was shut down for good mm-hmm. reason. I will admit I didn't, I, uh, I wish it had gone a little better. It wasn't, I'm not exactly proud of how the whole thing shook out, but I was basically trying to recondition people who had spent their whole life's whole lives, like reading books. Um, cause I'm not against information is the thing I'm against books. Information is good. People should know things. Well, I, I'm in the business of information, frankly, with trying to get, you know, the word out. Right. <clears throat> so we had a, um, we called it uh, de-literaturization conversion therapy. And I would take individuals um, and I would take them into this special room. I had a chair in the room that I modeled after um, the Dr. Kevorkian uh, suicide machine chair machine thing, because it, it it's studies uh, showed that it was one of like the most inherently calming environments. Like, like it, it's, it's a good thing to replicate if you want to get people in like a, in an open, malleable state. Interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so then what I would try to do, the conversion therapy was, I would take um, two big like bows, like noise-canceling, high-quality headphones. I would pipe in the audio of roughly 5,000 to 7,000 audiobooks of all kinds, like information, nonfiction, young adult, uh, science fiction, horror, just all being played concurrently, like, you know, like 7,000 of these fucking things, just like just raw information, information that isn't bound to a violent book. And um, I would put a sleep mask over their eyes, put the headphones on, and then just like play that shit for them for like... We would do like 12 hour shifts basically trying to completely like get them off their like, uh, you know, like bound, like paper book dependency. 
Um, so it was the anti-literaturization conversion therapy. We had to shut it down. We did it to about seven people. And the big problem was um, after three or so ther- conversion therapy sessions, they all ended up gay. <laughs> <laughs> they all wound up in a gay polyamorous uh, relationship with each other. And um, <laughs> and they built a they built a bunker out in Nevada and started arming themselves. <laughs> and so we had to stop it. <laughs> they were too poly and too powerful, <laughs> and they were shooting at cops. <laughs> So wow. I'll admit it was a misstep. It was a misstep. It was it was it was perhaps too bold of a choice on my on my part. But you know, look in the in the war for a new America, there are going to be some casualties, and not mm. just a new America. I mean, a new. We're looking. We need to. We're, we're trying to shape a new global mindset and get us off of that book dependency. So wow. I don't regret anything I did. Wow. Um. Well, if if you if you ever if you ever try this again, uh, now this is just one man's opinion. Okay, but uh, I wonder if as long you, as you didn't get it. Oh, go ahead. What I was gonna say, as long as you didn't get it from a book. Oh no no no. Well, what I was gonna say is maybe if you modeled the room after the room in Goodnight Moon, it'll be more calming and. People will adapt to it. So, okay. I know I told you I was not going to get mad at you. Um, so, so basically, my anti-book compound, where we want to have no positive association with anything related to books, you want me to model the room <laughs> after the most famous picture book of all time. The book, Whoa. that book is solely, no, shut up. That book is solely responsible. That book is solely responsible for more cases of SIDS, sudden infant death syndrome, than any other any other cause in the world right now. Is that book? Is children thinking that that book is a toy? Children thinking that that book is a toy, and then shattering their bones, their fragile bones, dropping it on the soft part of their head. That book kills more fucking babies a year than Planned Parenthood, Tom. You understand? You understand how offensive what you just said is? I cannot even believe you would fucking suggest that. So I'm going to pass on that. All right. Yeah. I uh, I think I'm starting to understand. Look, I don't claim to be any kind of prophet or messiah. I'm just here to get people there. Okay. Right. I don't do this. I don't, I don't do this for the credit. I do it to save lives. Wow. Uh, well, you know, um, is there anywhere online people can uh, find out more about this? Um, or like, what? What do you have any like templates for Facebook posts that anyone can send out? Uh, um, yeah. Well, I I am I am a big fan of Facebook posts as long as um, 
as long as you're reading them on a, on a desktop computer that is stationary that you're not carrying with you. Um, a lot of people will tell me that, you know, they'll go on Facebook on their iPad or even worse, they'll use a Kindle. And to me, I say a Kindle is not, if, if essentially if books are heroin, a Kindle is just, it, it what's the word I want to use here? You haven't kicked it if you're using a Kindle because you're, you can, it's still heavy and it still has words on it, okay? It's not the best way to take in information. So, <laughs> yes, there's a Facebook page. I'm just, I'm just saying, I mean, it's, it, it's essentially, it's, 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 it's essentially book methadone, okay? And you can get hooked on that shit too. And I mean, okay. I'm not, I, like, we only do cold turkey book detox at my place. So I don't, so the, the, so yes, I have a Facebook page to, to get to my point. I have a Facebook page, um, where you can follow this shit. Um, it's and, called, um, what? Oh, sorry. Keep going. Uh, it's called, um, it's called, uh, uh, it's called the book burners LLC. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> We wear uniforms and we're in favor of book burning. That's our slogan. Um, and I encourage you to visit that Facebook page as long as you are not looking at it on an iPad, um, which is what I just call a synthetic book. Okay. And yeah. so uh, if someone were inspired by you right now and wanted to post on Facebook on their desktop to spread the mm -hmm. word, what's like a quick templated message that they could send? Um, they could, if, so if they're inspired by me, um, they could send a template. I, I don't know if I really have a template, but I, I, it's not, we're more about action mm. than we are, um, recruitment. about, yeah, recruitment slogan. So if you're inspired by this, the best thing you can do is start a private, preferably on a private server, maybe on like, um, a signal or something like that. You're going to want to organize, you're going to want to organize a group of like-minded individuals and burn down your local library. Uh, basically ASAP. And it doesn't matter. Unfortunately, if the, don't worry about if there's people in there because librarians are the drug dealers and the people in there are already hooked and there's nothing you can do for them. So the best thing you can do to clean up your neighborhood is burn down a packed library in the middle of the day. Whatever the highest traffic time for your local library is, that is the best time to learn, to listen to an audiobook on how to make a Molotov cocktail and fertilizer bombs and blow it up. Clean up your town. I don't want to see any more people get hurt by these things. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, Nick Oldershaw leading the charge of Sorry. the uh, war. <laughs> the war on books. Well, you know, um, I think that's all there is to say. <laughs> what else could I possibly say? Oh, man. Um, man. I can't wait to be featured on CNN because of this. Oh, yeah, dude. I hope so. I hope at least one person listens to this and gets some good ideas. Yeah. Well, oh, yeah. you know, on that note, I would love, while you're here, to get some advice. Yeah, um, let's hear it. So... You know, you're funny. You have a good, successful podcast. 
Thank you. You live near Fast and the Furious house. What if I was just like, yeah, I know. I mean, that is very on brand. <laughs> uh-huh. What else is new? Um, and, you know, I think this makes you very qualified to offer advice to this specific person or Definitely. people. Um, so, Nick Aldershaw, what, is, what advice do you have for children who do the jump test when they're trying on new sneakers to see if they can jump higher in them. Oh, is that a thing that kids are doing? Yeah. Fucking knock it off. What are you, stupid? There's no way that works. <laughs> is that a real thing? Well, sne sneakers can't make you jump high. Sneakers don't defy the laws of gravity. How would a sneaker make you, unless it's the shoes from, unless you got magic shoes from a telephone wire and like Mike, no amount of daddy's money is going to buy a shoe that can give you more natural athletic talent. Here's what okay. I would recommend. Fucking cut it out with the candy bars. <laughs> <laughs> Don't go for a second cup of ice cream in the middle school cafeteria lunchroom, you fucking, you fat loser. <laughs> you. Or if you do, drill a hole in your side like the cows and you can pull that out. Pull it right out. Pull it right out. But there's no, there's, I mean, look, I hate to sound like I know a thing or two about life, but I do. <laughs> <laughs> I hate to talk down to children, but they're so fucking retarded that they need it sometimes. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, there's no, there's no shoe that can just fix your problems, okay? You need to change. You just kept, you've got to, like, number one, why do you give a shit how high you can jump? Are you going to be an NBA player? Statistically, you're not. So what, uh, what are you worried about that skill for? This is what I want to know. Why are kids worried about how high they can jump? I guess because it's cool. Is it, is it cool? Is it cool to jump high, Tom? Yeah, why not? I just don't see. It's not. I don't know. We're not. When is that going to serve you? When is a, we're not living in fucking Super Mario Brothers. When will having a high <laughs> jump serve you realistically? And what are you going to do? Is that how you're going to get a job? You're going to jump in front of your boss. You're going to show, you're going to dress up. You're going to put on nice. You don't even be able to wear the shoes that you bought because they would be fucking inappropriate for a job interview. So why do you care how high you can jump in them? That's not a useful would, skill. I guess it would just be uh, to replicate that scene in the next karate kid where Hillary Swank <laughs> jumps and lands on the car instead of getting hit by it. I have not thought about the next karate kid. <laughs> and so, well, all right. But you know what I say to that? You're not huh. going to be Hillary Swank. You're not going to be the next karate kid. This is this is what I'm. I guess what I'm really trying to do here is yeah. I'm just trying to get chill. I'm get trying to get average, fucking ordinary, unremarkable children to have better expectations, more realistic expectations for where their life is going to take them. Because if you spend all your time practicing on how high you can jump. I promise you, you will be woefully, woefully, woefully unprepared for when life gets actually hard. Wow. Well, thank you. That's just what I'm saying. I mean, what are you, I mean, really, where is it going to serve you? Where is it going to serve you? You're going to be at your dad's funeral trying to jump away from the sadness? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> to them, I say, grow up. 
<laughs> wow. Well, thank you, Nick Oldershaw, for coming on, telling us about why books are too heavy and violent against your hands and giving advice to the children and <laughs> setting their expectations straight. I'm just saying, you know. From a guy with the Looney Tunes Zoom background. That's right. Yeah. That, Look at those sneakers on them. Well, yes, but so the thing about the Looney Tunes is, Tom, that separates them from stupid children is the Looney Tunes can jump high because they operate under the laws of a cartoon world. Okay. They're not worried about what fucking shoes they're wearing. They know it doesn't matter. So oh. I don't think you, I don't think you would have the Looney Tunes. I don't think, if, I don't think if, if you showed the Looney Tunes, these kids doing the jump test, I don't think they'd be that impressed. Well, but you know, what if, you know, we show all the kids Space Jam uh -huh. where the worlds collide. Right. Okay, well, the difference is it's Michael Jordan and the Looney Tunes, two people who were destined to jump high. It's it's predestination, okay? I'm, you know, laugh all you want. That was that was the only reason that Michael Jordan didn't explode into fucking molecules when he entered the cartoon world because he was already operating under those laws. He was already operating under the laws of fucking cartoon jumping because Michael oh, Jordan is half cartoon. All right. Well, I guess we'll have to talk about that next time. <laughs> <laughs> on your third appearance sometime in the future it'll oh, be why that, you think Michael Jordan is part cartoon he's part cartoon um, well thanks for coming on <laughs> thank you for having me I hope it was okay <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck hey thanks for listening if you like this episode, please rate, review, and subscribe. In the episode description, you can find links to follow me, today's guest, and force opinions on social. For updates, clips, and graphics based on the episodes, follow Forced Opinions Podcast on Instagram. And while you're there, please feel free to DM ideas for me to use in future episodes. I'm excited to see what you all submit.